0: So everything that has a name is under your feet. It's not in your head anymore. Fear has a name. Anger has a name. Everything with a name starts when our, in our head. But your true inheritance in God is that everything that has a name is now leaving my head and under my feet. I have dominion over it. That means I'm ruling over it instead of it ruling me. So that, that, that goes for everything that has a name. That means when God makes you wealthy, it has a name. When God makes you prosperous, it has a name. But it's still on your feet. It's not controlling you. You're controlling it. See, in the kingdom, you get your life back. That was lost in the garden. That's the transition. We get our life back that was lost in the garden. Our true life was in the garden before the fall. So a bride represented by the symbols of royalty. And capable. What are the symbols of royalty? The symbols of royalty is what I just said. Everything is under your feet and capable of overcoming the dark forces that fight against her by blinding them with her light. Here she is. She's blinding the enemy with her light. And that's how she overcomes. Because darkness is expelled when light shows up. That's why you can walk in victory and perfect peace and not even know evil is around you. Oblivious to it. You're not aware of your reality because you're so in God and you're just enjoying Him. She is secure and no stranger can enter in. Aren't you, won't you be glad when strangers start in, stop entering in? She was a whore before she became a bride. She was a whore before she came, became a bride. Whores go to bed with everybody. How many times you've gone to bed with fear? How many times you've gone to bed with unforgiveness and shame and rejection and anger and envy. And the worst demon I've ever, I I, I experienced in people is the spirit of suspicion. Like they're constantly paranoid. Suspicious of everybody and everything. They've gone to bed with that. The bride is a whore before she's a bride. Evil continually tempts the soul with seductive offers. In order to, Oh, this is powerful. In order to entice her to conceive a material offspring. I'm trying to keep it simple. In order to... Evil continually tempts the soul of the bride with seductive offers. In order to entice her to conceive a material offspring i'm going to i'm once i get fin- i'm i think I, I think i think if i keep teaching a little bit here i think you'll get it if you don't then let me know a polluted offspring that draws her into poisons hooks and nets drawing her into ignorance So when the bride is conscious of her power, her original light, when she is endowed with her true spiritual clothing as a beautiful bride, having left behind the pride of the flesh for the beauty of the renewed mind, the mind of Christ. The bridegroom is the beauty of the renewed mind. She once was a slave, now she's a queen. So the result of the bride's journey is marked by love and rest. Your soul is at such rest that people don't bother you. Circumstances won't shake you. Man, that should give us so much hope that we don't have to keep doing what we're doing. And anybody can get copies of this message where they leave. In this journey, the bridegroom feeds her by revealing himself internally. So when Jesus, when the Father gives the Son, because the Father always has to give food to the Son, When the father gives food to the son, it's called revelation. So it's the bridegroom feeding the bride food. And when he feeds her food and she partakes of that food, that food's going to change her to look like him. Because he's not coming back till he can see himself in you. So applying the medicine of his love and his truth to the eyes of her soul to make her see. This is powerful. I hope you're getting this. Applying the medicine of his love and his truth. That's what revelation is. It's his love and his truth being introduced to you. Applying it to the eyes of her soul To make her see with her mind. That's powerful. That's deep. See, if you can see with your mind instead of with your senses, you'll have the victory. That's why he said, take on the mind of Christ. I've talked to Christians. I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. Well, your life sure don't look like you got the mind of Christ. Because if you take on his mind, the flesh, which is the senses, will have no control over you. It will not dictate you. It will not be first. So she sees with her mind, and not her senses. And she sees with the mind of the spirit, and perceives those who are kin to her. Not beautiful. I know when people come in here, I know who my kin people are. Because I can see with the mind of the Spirit. Don't ever let the devil get, get you focused on people's problems. Because you'll miss it. you got to see with the mind of the Spirit. Because that's your kinfolk. Now she is able to hold on to the branch from which she came from. Receiving what's hers and renouncing the flesh. Who's the branch? Jesus. He's the vine. We're the branches. This is called inheritance. And I want to say your inheritance is constantly coming to you. Harvest is not. Harvest is a result of your sowing. So I try to sow every day something, sow whatever you want to reap in, whether it's time with people, love, you want love, you've got to sow love, if you want money, you got to sow money, but if you miss a day or two, then you're going to have a dry season, and you can always come back to those two days that I didn't do it. So when Go through McDonald's line. Pay for somebody behind you, their, whatever they're buying. If it's only a few dollars, but man, that few dollars is going to go a long ways with God. I don't know how many times I said, pay for the next three cars behind me, lady. And I drive off. They don't know who I was. But I'm securing my rivers that keep flowing. Because I hate, I don't know about you, I hate dry seats. They're depressing. I hate a season where you don't have no more money. Amen. (laughs) That you see a need, you can't help somebody. Man, that hurts me. So your inheritance is always coming to you. Your harvest is not. Your inheritance is always coming to you. But when it connects to you, it's a result of maturity. We've got to move from being a child to being a teenager to being an adult in the spirit. Her light will overwhelm the foes that oppose her, blinding them with her light capturing, I don't know how many people I've said in, in meetings and, and I could just feel the presence of God. But it blinds the people. Sometimes they don't even know why we're meeting. But they're captured into God's presence. They're arrested into the presence of the bridegroom. Making them collapse in exhaustion. I don't know how many times Kerry's not here, but he, he agreed with me on this. When I would be teaching on pastor's conference or real men work class that I had for, I thought I was going to have it for a year. It only lasted 30 days because God put these guys to work. But one time the glory was so strong that Kerry couldn't breathe. <sighs> <sighs> like this. Well, that tells you the light was so bright that day that it brought him into a collapsed exhaustion how many of y'all were exhausted after the baptism that tells you how light how how bright the light was at baptism that was the most powerful baptism i think we've ever experienced every year it gets better and better yeah so so the reason it was The reason it was better than the last one is because the sons did it. If I keep doing everything around here, we will never grow. The apostolic ministry is about producing, reproduction. So these guys have to do everything that I'm doing. And I know they experience some opposition. Once I called it, I mean, the opposition came. That's how you know you're on track. Because the enemy is opposed to the one in authority. No one in creation is able to grasp her. That's our goal. No one in creation is able to grasp her, and she has taken no stranger into her house. Many of those born in her natural house will oppose her day and night. That means your husband. That means your wife. That means your children. That means your cousin. Whoever's born in your natural house, they're going to oppose you day and night because of the light. How many of you have experienced? But she stays sober. Not forgetting the nets that are hidden from her view. Ready to catch her. Is this too deep for y'all? Because when I teach, it's foundational. It's for all these teachers around here to take it and start building on it. Because they can go a long way. So the devil tries to poison the bride with the food of this world. God is looking... And Jesus is looking for the bride in the temple. She's not in the temple yet. How does she get in the temple? We're just a temple till we are a bride. He's not looking for a temple anymore, he's looking for a bride. So, how does the bride come? What is the bride in this temple? Where is the bride? Where is the bride supposed to be? The soul. The soul. The transformed, renewed bride, mind, soul, is the bride. Because that's where your reflection comes from. The soul is what reflects the heart. So the more you get transformed, and renewed, the more the bride is developing in the temple. Jesus is not coming back for a temple. He's not coming back for a church. He's coming back for a bride. The devil dangles in this position. This is the temple of God that the bride is not in it yet. Here's the bride in the temple. The devil tries to poison the bride with the food of this world. He dangles many kinds of food before her eyes. First, the devil plants pain in the heart. So she feels heartache every time something trivial happens. Trivial things. She feels the heartache. So that's the pain that the devil has planted in her. And then he catches her with his poison. So he goes from pain to poison. What is the poison? The poison of man-pleasing. The devil wants you to get you focused on man. He wants to keep you looking horizontally Instead of vertically, the poison of approval, the poison of recognition. You need to take these signs as these temptations as signs of growing and don't yield to the devil's poison. The poison of recognition, the poison of success. God never called us to be successful. He called us to be a son. And with sonship, everything is successful. Without sonship, there's just one success. And that's where your gift is. The poison of material goods. Doesn't he dangle new clothes in front of you sometimes? and You know, when you're down and depressed and you have to go buy something to make you feel better? That's poison. Then he introduces the desire for articles of clothing. The love of money. Vanity. Envy, addictions, covetousness, and ignorance, and laziness. I've seen so much laziness in the body of Christ, it makes me sick. God never called us to be lazy. And the government has made us lazy. We're supposed to work. I don't care how much money you got. You should be working like you don't have none. Amen. Because nothing really changes once you get the money. It's not going to satisfy you. Because it's not there to satisfy you. The only thing that's going to satisfy you is your inheritance. Money can't satisfy you. I'm a a testimony of that. It can't. Some people say it makes misery easier, but I'm not a miserable person. So as with a hook, he draws the soul by force until she conceives evil and bears a material offspring. When the soul finally tastes the bridegroom, he is no longer a fiancé. That's why it says taste. And see that the Lord is good. Isn't that good? Because now he's introduced himself as a bridegroom. Instead of a fiance. The Holy Spirit is a type of a fiance. Once she has tasted and she realizes that sweet passions are just fleeting. (laughs) She now seeks food that will bring her more of his life and disdain this world. The more I grow in God, the more I just, I just, I'm, I'm not connected with this place. You know, I, you know, Jesus said he was an alien here and that's the way you should be. An alien, that's why I like when the people of God get together. When the family gets together because that's all you have on this earth. That's all you have. That's the only thing you can take with you to heaven is this family right here. She now seeks the food of the bridegroom. She learns about the light and goes about stripping off the world. Where's my actors? I just want to do a demonstration. Carl had that red robe on dancing up here and I said, man, that looks like an episcopal priest finally <laughs> finally got free. <laughs> now he's got his garment on. So so stand right here. And Chris, you just stand over there. And uh he's got the glory socks on, I see. <laughs> This is this, see this lost man right here? You see all the influence around him? There's light and there's dark. So a lost person always has the influence of God around him, but not in him. So when he gets saved, the old man comes off. He's crucified, he's dead. But this is what the devil sees. At regeneration he sees the blood blood flows from something that's open when you cut something open blood flows from it Jesus talked about Bezabold being the king of flies flies are attracted to blood so When the AIDS church becomes an AIDS church and stays in a church mindset too long, then what happens is these flies right here, these darts are attracted to the blood. This is the enticement of the enemy. Fear, anger, perversion. And he told me to get different colors because... The devil comes colorfully like an angel of light. Every fly has something for you. You see, he's he's wide open to the attacks of the enemy. That's why a lot of saved people don't think they got saved. Isn't that right? After you've gone on your honeymoon for a little while, then this open meat, the flesh of Jesus, and the blood is pouring out, and it's applied to you. Demons are attracted to this blood because they want to bring torment before they are tormented. So these are the fiery darts. It's coming. So what happens is Jesus said, Let's go to Revelation sixteen fifteen. Stay right there a minute. Revelation sixteen fifteen. Is that sixteen? Okay there it is. Keep watch. I come unannounced like a thief. You are blessed if awake and dressed, you're ready for me. Too bad if you're found running through the streets naked and ashamed. He's naked and ashamed right now. Even though he's saved, he still has shame. And the enemy's darts, his flies that are attracted to him, empower the shame. Empower the flesh. Because it's open. But as long as he keeps looking at Jesus... And not what's afflicting him. Jesus will reveal himself. Jesus said in I think it's in Revelation that we have the garments of salvation and the robes of righteousness. That's the garment of salvation. It's a garment, it's not a robe. There's a big difference. But this is the AIDS church that God is is rescuing for his son by giving the AIDS church revelation through an apostolic ministry. So he's reading his Bible now because he came into an apostolic ministry. He's meditating more because he tasted the goodness of God. And once he tasted it, and begins to apply that revelation. Go ahead and take it off. He, this robe comes on him. And it, one arm gets in while the rest of it hangs down. So he became what was revealed to him. And that's how much he changed. Does that make sense? So that gives him hope now. Because he experienced change. He doesn't even look the same now. He looks different. So now this has given him hope to pursue God, to worship Him. And God always gives revelation to a worshiper. If you're not a worshiper, you're not getting revelation. The devil can give you the word, but it's not revelation. So he 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 gets another revelation, and now it's coming around like this, where it's visible. And the flies are falling; they're falling by themselves. You see, her robe of righteousness is coming forth from within. Her bridal gown reveals. The beauty of the mind. So he gets more revelation from God. Because he's spending his altar time with God. And God now continues to give him revelation. He continues to meditate on that revelation. Go ahead and zip it up. And now, you don't even see the blood. The enemy is attracted to the blood because it's open. Flies are attracted to meat are attracted to blood. That's why Paul said uh, do not think it's strange. These fire darts are coming to you. But now when the devil looks at Carl he sees the robe of righteousness. Which means Carl now has power and authority. So the bridal gown reveals the mind rather than the pride of flesh, open flesh. The blood is exposed. The garment has the blood on it. So everything on the outside that is coming against him is doing something on the inside that the enemy can't see. So keep that in mind when hell is breaking loose in your life, when things are coming against you. That's a sign that something's happening on the inside of me that the enemy can't see. He's full of light. And in return, for all the shame and scorn she experienced, she receives 10,000 times more of grace and glory. 10,000 times more. So now, when he goes to work or goes home or wherever he goes, this is what the devil sees. The devil is going to flee from you instead of flying to you. That's a victorious, triumphant life. That every one of us can get there. But you don't give your trial no attention. Don't give the people no attention that's inflicting you out of jealousy and envy. Because if you're looking up, you'll be blinded by love. And you'll love that person as if they're not doing anything to you. We are ministers of reconciliation. And the only thing that's going to conquer everything is love. It's the only thing. The Bible doesn't say truth conquers everything. It doesn't say it. It says truth sets you free. Indeed. But you can be free and everything around you not conquered yet. Amen. That's why the, the signs of a bride is truth and love equals rest. The truth sets you free indeed, but love conquers everything around you. You're going to love people out of where they are. Because you remember, you were there one time. You were there one time, and somebody loved you out of it. So as the bridegroom reveals himself, we are taking out of systems and traditions. He's not bound to systems and traditions now. He's not bound to anything but love and truth. The presence of the bridegroom does not land on a sinful bride. The dove does not land on sin. The dove doesn't represent the glory of God. The dove represents the presence of God. It's two different things. But the dove does not rest with their sin. The dove may visit. He visits, the dove visits here every time we get together. But he doesn't always rest on everybody because we're doing stuff that we shouldn't be doing. Most church people can't have a friend because they become a lover. Hey, that one's under my feet. (laughs) (laughs) Just leave him down there. (laughs) God won't trust most church people with a true friend because they become a lover. Because there's so much flesh Involved. A true friend. Yeah. They go to bed with them. You're not supposed to go to bed with your friend. God sent you a true friend to help you reach your destiny. And your destiny is that the bride. It's not your destination, it's your destiny. What happens? So, so, if you don't have any friends, you know why? <laughs> I'm so alone. God's protecting you, He wants you to stop fornicating. <laughs> so, what happens to the new convert full of zeal and fire for God? What happens to him? Y'all been there before? You got born again. You were on fire for God, full of zeal. Amen. What happens? Some grow cold because they leave that first love. They grow cold. Trading the fire and the zeal for a pew somewhere in the middle of the church. We're called to rescue people from the pew that have left their first love and traded it for a pew. I'm messing up the devil tonight. And they usually sit in the middle. You can always tell who was on fire. They usually sit in the middle somewhere. (laughs) <laughs> so what happens then look at revelation 2 1 through 5 in the message bible he write this to the ephesus the angel of the church the one of the seven stars in his right fist gripped striding through the golden seven light circle speaks i see what you have done your hard work your hard your hard work your refusal to quit i know that you can't stomach evil that you weed out apostolic pretenders. <laughs> I know your persistence and your courage in my cause that you never wear out, but you walked away from your first love. Why? What's going on? This F Church of Ephesus was a successful church flourishing with many members. The people were working hard for Jesus and getting results. So what was wrong? They replaced the first love for ministry. That's tough. I love this because you can still see the blood. When they when they learned Jesus, they had a love for him. That was greater than anything or anyone in their life. So, when you learn Jesus, you have a love for Him that's greater than any person in your life, than anything in your life. Power does not travel in words, power travels in relationship. There's too many words in the church and no power. Sharice, you did a great job. I love Sharice. You can read the word, quote the word, and speak it boldly and have no power. And you know who they are, man, they rack your brain. It, f- it feels like torment, it feels like they're yelling at you. <laughs> Hooping and hollering, and what is that thing they do? <gasps> <gasps> I said, Is he having a heart attack? The first time I heard it, I said, That man's having a heart attack. That's flesh. That is not the Holy Spirit. And they're on TV. His word only comes alive in relationship. So you have to ask yourself, do I still have a fiancé relationship? Or do I have a bridal relationship? That relationship will give you the power to obey the word. That's why most people can't obey the word because they don't have relationship with God. That relationship will give you the power to obey the word of God. In fact, hearing from God fuels the fire for relationship. Tell me, you don't, the more you hear from God, the more you just want to turn up the worship the more you just want to get deeper into him. Relationship is built when hearing from him moves you to set aside even more time with him. I'm giving you a lot of stuff tonight. Inheritance is received through the relationship with God. I remember one time the Lord said, Gene, if you want me to talk to you, then keep giving. I said, what? He said, if you keep giving, I'm going to keep speaking because I want to direct it in the right way. So giving helped me learn his voice. His voice is not relationship. The only sign that you have, that you have relationship with him is that you have dominion. You have dominion because relationship delivers maturity. When you are mature in relationship, you can handle anything that comes your way. He's not moved by his circumstances. You know why? Because this is as far as the devil can come to him. He can look on his circumstance instead of the circumstance looking at him everything that has a name is under his feet look at the benefits of maturity on the screen here's the benefits of maturity emotional healing marriage restoration financial miracles and physical healing isn't that beautiful these are the benefits of maturity God's going to heal your emotions because that's where the devil is. And then once the, uh, you can't heal a marriage until your emotions are dealt with. Those emotions, man. That's where all those snakes dwell. And then God works on restoring the marriage. I don't care how hard you try to restore a marriage. It ain't going to work outside of relationship with God. He's going to do it without you even knowing it, without you even trying. Then there's financial miracles, then there's physical healing. I think it's amazing that he put physical healing last. I think he does that because he wants to keep you crippled so you don't get in the way. so remember God does not see you I love this God does not see you as you are isn't that a beautiful thing but he sees you as he can make you he can see him because he made him so allow him to take you through the process because this should give you hope Every stronghold of the enemy is destroyed. Every foe is defeated. Financial problems have to fall. Sickness and disease has to fall off of you. Family problems will fall off of you. This should be your goal. is a relationship with God we try to have a relationship with marriage that's broken, busted, disgusted. It's not going to work until my relationship with God is in place and it's flowing back and forth. Then he's going to use me without saying anything to restore the marriage. Amen? y'all get anything out of that tonight? Whoever wants a copy of this, you can get it. Praise the Lord. Any questions? Or was there any questions in this that you didn't understand? So y'all got it. Praise God. Give me the question. I'm looking for the slide. um, Where it says that the poisons of the enemy are that stuff on the screen. Mm -hmm. So... Is that is it always poison of the enemy when you want to accomplish some of those things, like um having success primarily or being successful? The the poison of the enemy takes you away from God. That makes sense that you'll be so focused on success before you're focused on relationship. Yeah. Cause his Success is sevenfold. Our success is onefold. Because we only have one gift. My gift is building. Building buildings. Now it's building people. That's my gift. But that's not my success. My success is sevenfold. What does that mean? That means I've allowed the seven spirits of God. To work through me for the perfect work of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord is working through me. The Spirit of wisdom, the Spirit of understanding, the Spirit of counsel, the Spirit of might, the Spirit of knowledge, and the Spirit of the fear of the Lord. That's success when they are working through you. And remember I said, once you get the four rivers flowing, there's seven streams that branch off of those four rivers. And then that's the end. That's as far as you're going to go. Total. And those seven streams are the gifts of the Father. That's when they're released. Once the Son is released. The Son is the four streams. Because he said, out of your belly shall flow. Rivers of living water. Jesus is the living water. He is the four rivers. And once those rivers start flowing, they'll branch out into seven streams. And it's in Romans. No, Corinthians. Is it a Corinthians? No, it's in Romans. Um, the gifts of the Father, which is ministry, mercy, if I can remember them all, hospitality, giving, Administration, uh, there's seven of them and that's how you know that you've reached maturity that the four rivers are evident in your life through fruit and the seven streams are evident in your life through ministry so the church has got it backwards they put ministry first and they should be last. Amen. Any more questions? Therese? Kim? Pastor Daniel. <laughs> I love I love Pastor Daniel. He's got Pastor all over him. <laughs> I see it. i see it written right there. <laughs> pastor. <laughs> Praise God. Let me pray. Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you for your presence tonight. I thank you for the revelation. I thank you for the impartation. And Father, I just ask you now to bless the ones that came tonight. Just bless them now. Empower them to prosper and succeed in this revelation. That they become this revelation. So that they become the bride and the temple. And that they'll have dominion. Their inheritance will be a sign of their fruitfulness in you. Seal it now with the blood. Seal it now with the Holy Spirit for the success of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Give him some praise. Thank you, Lord.